Good morning, a good Nair Shabbos. We're learning Masechus Tainus, Dav Chavtes, and we're starting seven or eight lines from the bottom of Kavchesim and Beis at the two dots. We'll be finishing at the top of Lamed Amid Aleph, and then we will not have Shir over Shabbos. We'll come back together again on Sunday and learn Daf Lamed and Monday, Mirz Hashem, with a very short uh, half of an Amud before Asim. Here we go. Says the Gemara that we had listed a number of terrible things that had happened on a collection of bad days, and one of them was Batel Hatamid. The Gemara says here, Gemara, we have a tradition that that was the case. What about Hufkair Biyot Zayin Haba? How do you know that it was on the 17th? So is it going to be the 17th, or is it going to be the 9th? And the famous Gemara, Amar Rava, is that the Hufkair, the city was breached under different on different dates, one for each of the Batei Mikdash. Titania, the Brysa, writes explicitly five lines from the bottom. The first was uh, the, the walls were breached on the 9th of Tammuz. How do we know that he burned the Torah? Gemara, that's a tradition. What about Hamid Selem Behecham and Nolan? How do we know that there was a Selem, that there was an idol that was placed into the base of Mikdash? Says the Gemara, uh, because the Gemara says, where's the postdoc here? It says, um, that they would they put in a shikut, says the Gemara. There was only one There really seems to be two based on a, on a different pasuk. You're right, they're taka were two. However, one fell on the other, and broke his hand. Um, apparently they were interacting with one another, and it seems that there was written on the on the tzelem, according to some, it wasn't written on the tzelem, it was written on the broken hand that broke off of the tzelem discussions and the Rishonim, what's going on here. And one of these uh, idols said to the other, you wanted to be the one to destroy the base of Mikdash, your hand is going to pay for it. Rashi here discusses this, other Rishonim take different takes on the matter, but basically one wanted to, one was jealous of the other as it related to uh, destroying the base of Mikdash. If you take a look at Rashi on the top of the page, Rashi says in Dibar Maskal on Tzavis, Rashi says, You got the Jews to follow after you. I, I wanted to do it. I'm a little bit in a cup. That's what the Gemara said. Second line. Let's continue. We live in magical times. Minus COVID, you can get on a plane whenever you want. But there was a gzera in, in the Pesukim and Chumash that one was not allowed to go into Eretz Yisrael. And we know it happened on Tishabab. How do we know that it happened on Tishabab? We need eight Marimakomos to figure this out. Uh, here's Pasuk number one. That's In the first year, he built the Mishkan. Shni in the second year, Hakim Mishkan. He did the Hakamas Mishkan, Mishkan, and then Vishalach Maraglim. So in that second year, he sent out Maraglim Luchsiv in regards to. Uh, the Mishkan, by Hibashana Hashenis Bachodesh Hashenis, so Nisan ER, Beesrim Bechodesh, on the 20th of the month, Nalehe Anon Me Al Mishkan Haedus, the cloud went up, Uchsi, Vaisu Mehar Hashem Derch Loshet Yamim, and then it says that they traveled three days from that, from the mountain, Amar Bichama Barchanina, Osa Hayom, Sarame Achare Hashem. This is the day that they started rebelling against the Kadosh Baruch Hu, Uchsi, and how do we know they were rebelling? Vasaf Suf, this group of people, Asher Bekirbo, that was among them, is Abu Taiva, that had desire, the Mephorshim explained it was for meat, Vayashu Vayivku Gambene Israel. Of the Gomer that they also wanted meat and they were rebelling against Hashem. That was 30 days. 
That brings us to the 22nd of Sivan. And then we know that she had Sarah, she needed to be separated from the Machana for seven days. What does that bring us to? Now we're at the 29th of Sivan. That on the 29th of Sivan, that they were sent um, for their Shlichus. Okay, we know they left that day. We know they left 40 days, and that leads to Tisha Be'ah. Says the Gemara, no, it doesn't. It only leads to the eighth of Ab because Hani Yom Haba. You're saying it's 40 days. If it's only 40 days in the month of Tammuz, they left in Sivan, Tammuz Ab. So if they left in Sivan, usually the month of Tammuz is Chaser. So if it's 40 days, then everything's going to be pushed off the wrong way. It's going to be the 10th of Av and not the 9th of Av. I said it the wrong way. It's going to be the 10th of Av, not the 9th. So that month should have been one day shorter. Amar Abaye, that, that particular Tammuz was Tammuz Dahi Shata, the Tammuz of that year. That year was a full month. And therefore, yes, 40 days after the 29th of Sivan led to the 9th of Av. We know that all the Jews cried by... Uh, when they heard the reports, which was ridiculous, because the Kodesh Baruch already promised them the land. What crying are you doing? So therefore, the famous line of the Gemara, just about a third of the way down, a little bit more, by the first of the middle with one lines, Amar Rabba Bar Yochanan, Tisha B'Av Haya, it was Tisha B'Av that day, and Amar Lama Kodesh Baruch Hu, Atem B'chisim B'chia You're crying over absolute nothingness. Why are you crying in the first place? Now you're going to have a Bechi for a long time, and that's where we are. We're still stuck in the in the Bechi, because at the end of the day, we uh, don't have a Beis HaMikdash yet. Halfway down, two lines into the wide lines. Charab habayis berishona. We know that the first base of Mikdash was destroyed on that day. How do we know? The pasuk writes in the fifth month, which is Nisan Iyar Sivan Tamus Av. The fifth month is Av. Bishiva lachodesh on the seventh of the month. Hishnas cha esrei shana the Melech Nevuchadnezzar. It's the nineteenth year of his reign, Melech Babel. And Bar Nevuzradon Rav Tabachim. He had an executioner whose name was Nevuzradon. Melech Rav Tabachim Eved Melech Babel Yerushalayim. Babel he came to Yerushalayim. Yisrobes Beis Hashem. He did all the dirty work for Nebuchadnezzar, but Nebuchadnezzar did all the dirty work, fine. In the fifth month, on the tenth of the month, so we're a little bit stuck. One Pasuk says it was on the seventh, and one Pasuk says it was on the tenth. How do we understand this seeming contradiction in the Pesukim? Oh, so the Gemara says, eight lines, seven lines into the wide lines, but Tanya, you can't say it's the, it's the seventh of the month that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, because one Pasuk says it was on the tenth of the month. And also, you can't say the tenth, because the other Pasuk says, how do we figure out these two Pesukim that seem to conflict with one another, says the Gemara, on the seventh, the Goyim entered into the Heichal, and they would destroy the Beis HaMikdash on the seventh and the eighth. On the ninth day, the Antisha Be'av Mamish, Samuch Lechashecha, close to the end of the day, or they actually lit fire to the building of the Beis HaMikdash on the ninth at the end of the day. And that fire lit the entire next day as well to the tenth. The fire peaked at, it was started growing significantly on the ninth until the shadows of the sun were cast upon it, which means that it was all the way at the end of the ninth day. Whoever would have thought Tishabav should not be Tishabav, it should be Yudbav because most of the fire burned on that day. They only lit it right before Shkia. They, they lit the fire on the base of Mikdash in the afternoon on the ninth of Av. I, the Rabbanan, two thirds of the way down. What would the rabbi say? We're halfway through the middle with through the through the wide lines. 
what would the rabbis say about this concern that most of the fire burned on the 10th and not on the 9th? They'd say, you're right, I agree with you historically that that's what happened, but it's better for us to commemorate that moment in the beginning when the Puranus started, when the bad thing happened. They lit that fire on the 9th. How do we know that on the second base of Mikdash that it was destroyed on the same day? Answers the Gemara, there are days on the calendar that have imbued within them goodness and days that have imbued within them Puranus. And this day was a bad day. Amr, the story goes, when the first base in Mikdash was destroyed, it was a year with everything going right. It was the year, uh, it was Tishabab that day, Arab Tishabab. And it was Motzei Shabbos and it was Motzei Shabbi We even know whose Mishmeris it was. Remember a couple of days ago, we were discussing the Ma'amados and the Mishmaros. The Gemara says, Wow, what a, what a detailed historical fact. We can actually begin to build out who was which Mishmar at which point. Fine. So they were saying Shira, they were on top of the 15 stairs between the Ezra's Nashim and the Ezra's Yisrael. And the Gemara says in Mashira Hayalahem, last short line, what, what, uh, what Shira were they singing? They were at the words of Yatmisem that it should be destroyed, that Hashem will destroy the Beis Amikdash. And they didn't even get to finish their Shira because they're going to pillage the Beis Amikdash at that point. And then says the Gemara, first of the long lines, v'chein b'shniya. That's how we know that both the Rishona and b'shniya, both Batei Mikdash, were destroyed on the ninth of Av. Nilka the Beitar Gemara. The fact that Beitar uh, was was taken over, that is a tradition. Nech Rishahair. How do we know that Rishalayim was plowed over? They were missing some words here. It should say Nami Gemara is also a tradition. Next, Tanya the Brisa writes, When Torres Nufus uh, came to uh, destroy the Beis Hamikdash, Nigzera Gzera al Rabban Gamliel leHariga. He was supposed to be killed, Rabban Gamliel. So there was one particular soldier who uh, was trying to uh, to kill um, was trying to kill Rabbi Gamliel, and he goes to the base of Mikdash and he says, "The man of the nose we're looking for." So Rashi says, "What is this talking about?" This Rashi is two thirds, three fourths of the way down to Balachotem Balkoma, a person of stature, vitsura, and of uh, and of form. Whatever it is, this language of Balachotem, they were looking for Rabban Gamliel. Shama Rabban Gamliel, Azar Tashaminahu. They heard that he was looking for him, and Azal, he went. Tashaminahu, Tasha means that he hid, and he went to go hide from them. Azal Legabe Bitsina. This soldier found him in his hiding place. And Omar Le Imatzil Nalach, if I save you, Maisis Lila Almadasi, will you bring me into the next world? Omar Lehain, yes, I absolutely will save my life. Omar Le Ishtabali promised to me, and Rabban Gamliel did Ishtabalo. So then what did this guy do? He jumped off the top of the building. I guess he wanted to get all of my ball. This guy, there I say, he was, a, he was a Roman soldier, it seems, or some kind of soldier. So he made a deal and uh, he died. And how do we know that this solved the problem for Rabban Gamliel, that everyone would stop looking for him? So apparently this guy was holding. The Gmiri, we have a tradition, the Chigazre Gzerta, when there is a Gzera, and uh, one person who has a Gzera upon him dies, and since the soldier died and he was now partners with Rabban Gamliel, so therefore all is well, and this person would earn Alam Haba, that this person you know, the famous line of the Gemara, Yesh Adam Shekona Olama Basha Achas, this person in one decision earned Olam Haba for himself. Let's continue. The Gemara says, Tanur Abanam Shachar Babais Perishonam. 
this is a terrible story. Um, I mean, it's a part of our history, just a terrible part of our history. From the time the first Abbasid Mikdash was destroyed, nine lines from the bottom, these kabtsu kisos kisos young children all gathered together. They were holding the keys to the Beis HaMikdash in their hand. And they went on to the top of the Heichal, which is a tall building. We learned the measurements of this when we were learning Masechah's tummy. And they said, Since we weren't able to be trustworthy people to watch the Beis HaMikdash, Take the keys back to the Beis HaMikdash. And they just threw them upwards, heavenwards. Some type of hand came out of the heavens. Acquiesced to their their honesty and said, yes, you're right. You guys did not do a a good job. And then the little children. Could you imagine the commitment? The little children. Or they jumped into the fire. He also was mekaning this. Masa Everyone went up to the ruse. And the next pasuk reads to Shuos Melea, Eir, Homia, Kiria, Aliza, This used to be a joyous place. And the people who are dying, they're not dying by sword, they're not dying by war, they're dying by jumping off of the building because of how terrible things were, just an awful uh, scenario. And in fact, even Hashem of his own volition, in the same uh, section of Yeshayahu, he adds, uh, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu trembled as well with everything that was going on by the mountain. Two lines from the bottom, the, the Gemara quoting our Mishnah writes, and Amar of Yehuda Bereder of Shmuel Bar Shilas just like when we enter the month of Av, and as we spoke about, some months have negative elements to them, some days have negative elements to them. That's true by the month of Av. However, that when it comes to the month of Adar, that is a day that is Malay Simcha, that is a month, I should say, that's Malay Simcha. And therefore, we have some halachos that apply there. Amar Rav Papa. Rav Papa says, If in the month of Av, a Jew has a court case with a non-Jew, he should not have that court case in the month of Av because that's a difficult month for Jews. And it should be they should try and move the court case to Adar. That's a long time away. Av, Elo, Tishrei. Right, others. I move in the move in the court case seven months to Takif Mazda because that's a better month. You can schedule it, schedule it during the month of Adar. And while we are talking about uh, this particular Amora, because his name was mentioned at the beginning of this section, he's the one who said, We'll learn two more statements from him that do not have much to do with what we're dealing with. The fourth line of Chav Testament Beis, the Pasuk reads, that there will be. Some type of hope at the end of this uh, of this phase. Amar Rav Yehuda Bereder of Shmuel Bar Shilas Mishmei Rav Elu Dekalam Klei Pishtan that they had some resources. They had the the palm trees and they had Klei Pishtan in in high volume. Rashi says that they had access to a lot of these clothes that they were able to to wear things. They had clothes to wear. Again, this pasuk doesn't have much to do with what we're talking about. The famous story from Yaakov and Esau and Yitzchak that you smell like the field. What was he talking about? It smelled like apples. According to some, it wasn't apples. It was esrogim, which is not a, an uncommon reference. 
That's why some people say that uh, by Adam Arishon, people always say it was an apple tree. So that wasn't an apple tree. It certainly wasn't an apple tree. The question is, what was it? Was it Rimonim? Fine. Says the Gemara 10 lines down at the two dots of Testament base. Let's continue. Shabbos Shechalios. Shabbos shechal tisha be'avliyos besocha asir masapar l'chabes. We said in our Mishnah that one who is in shavua shechalbo. So let's say you're going to have tisha be on a Thursday. So starting Mosei Shabbos, it's asir l'saper l'chabes. You're not allowed to do uh, to get haircuts, and you're not allowed to be mechabes. The only limitation is to do laundry and wear it right away. Aval says, Rav Nachman, but if a person is going to be if he's going to actually uh, wait until uh, he's going to do laundry today, but he's not going to wear it until later. So that's mutter. So you can't do laundry during Shavuot Shechalbo, even if you're not going to wear it during that time. Amar Rav Sheshes says, Teda de Batle Katre de Bey Rav. And Rav Sheshes brings a beautiful riot to himself, which is that he knows that when it came to Rav, Rav's laundry service stopped. Question. The Gemara says, third of the way down, we had said that on Thursday, it's permissible because of Kavad Shabbos. If you want to say that it, that what we're talking about that is mutter is to be mechabes and to wear it, that's for sure not true. My Kavad Shabbos Ika, that's not Kavad Shabbos. If you wash laundry on Wednesday and wear it on Wednesday, that's not Kavad Shabbos. That's Kavad Wednesday. That's not for sure not. It must therefore be that you are allowed to be lehaniach because that's what uh, the Brisa writes. That's what Rav Amnuna brings. So that's a question on uh, what we started with because this this Gemara that started ten lines ago seemed to say that you can do all, anything you want the whole week as long as it's lehaniach that you're not wearing it. Yet here we see it's only on Thursday and not the whole week. So the Gemara answers really what we're talking about is rinsing and wearing right away. That is when there's only one chaluk when there's only one piece of clothing to wear. If a person only had one clothing, and he's allowed to he's allowed to wash it and he's allowed to wear it right away. If a person only has one garment, then they can even do laundry during chol hamoid. That would be permissible. Itmar Nami, we have another statement from the Amorim. We're just about halfway down Chav Testament Beis. Amar Rabbi Yamin, Amar Rabbi Lazar, Lo Shana Vadal Chabes Vililbosh. The only time this is mutter is when you can do is when you're doing kvisa to wear it. About lehaniach mutter, no question about it. That if you're doing laundry in order to keep it for later, that it's mutter meisve. This is not so simple. This is not simple at all. Says the Gemara, Asr lechabes. We have a brayse that writes Asr lechabes lifnei tishabav. I feel lenech lachar tishabav. You wanted to say Rabbi Yamin that after uh, tishabav that you can leave it lehaniach is mutter. This Bryce says you're not. The giyut shalanu kikibus shalahen, and our ironing of clothes is like their kibus. That's what the Gemara says. Ukli pishtan. When it comes to flax, ain't behem mishum giyus. There is no, uh, there is no uh, issue of ironing them. That's what giyus is tiyufta, and that's a kasha on our havamina. So that we had tried to say that it's mutter. To uh, to be lahaniach to rinse clothes to clean clothes and leave them for after tishav the brisa says black on white you're not allowed last short line halfway down chav testament basic mar says shalach rabbi yitzchak bar giyuri mishmed rabbi yochanan afal pishamar kli pishanim mishum giyutz even though it's true that we learned that by flax that there is no such thing as ironing that that's not problematic aval aser leloshan b'shabes shechalios but you cannot wear it on that Shabbos 
for the week of Tisha B'Av. Amarav, let's limit this. Lo shanu The only time you're limited is when it's before. So let's say during Shavu Shachalbo that uh, you have Tisha B'Av on a Tuesday, so you can't wear it on beforehand. But you can wear it afterwards. Shmuel Amar, no. The whole week of Tisha B'Av, even after Tisha B'Av, you're not allowed to wear it. The Gemara doesn't agree with Shmuel. We're three lines into the wide lines. When you have Shavu Shachalbo, we said, no haircuts and no laundry. But on Thursday, you're allowed because of Kabbat Shabbos, says the Gemara in the Brisa Ketzad. How do we understand this Brisa? Well, let's go through the details. If Tisha falls out on a Sunday, the whole week can be laundered after that because it's afterwards. If it falls out on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, the fun of this is against Shmuel right here. This is where Shmuel has a big problem. Shmuel wanted to say, even after Tisha for the rest of the week, it's problematic to do laundry and to get haircuts. Here we see that that's not the case. Here we see that is and this is a Bryce and Shmuel is an Amora. You can't argue with a Bryce. We're going to finish the Bryce, but we already have our question on Shmuel. The Bryce reads three-fourths of the way down. Kalios Be'erev Shabbos. If we had a case where Tisha fell out on Erev Shabbos, Mutter L'Chabes Be'chamishim in the Kavra Shabbos, that one is allowed to do laundry on the Thursday prior. Lo Kavas Be'chamishim Be'chamishim Mutter L'Chabes Be'erev Shabbos Mina Menchol L'Malo. That one is allowed, even, says the Bryce, to do Laundry, on Tishabav Erev Shabbos after Mincha, no problem, so that you have new clothes for Shabbos. But light, Allah Abaye, by interjection, the Bryce, it says he would curse someone who would do this. And some say it was he who, it was a different person, it was Rav Yaakov who said there would be a curse. Anyways, the Bryce continues. Had it been that Tisha fell out on a Monday or on a Thursday where it's normal to lay, so then Koran Shlosha Umaftir Echad. Three aliyahs and one maftir. Bishlishi uviravi. If it falls out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, which is not a regular day to lane, the bride reads kore echa. There are no three aliyahs. We're not. We've never seen such a thing. Kore echa maftir echa. Rav Yosiomer, that's ridiculous. We don't hold that way. Laolam koran shlosha maftir echad. That really, when we lane on Tishabav, no matter when it is, even if it's on a Tuesday, which is otherwise not a laning day, we always read three aliyahs maftir echa. But there is a sheet on the Gemara. It's good yedias klalios. There is a sheet on the Gemara that holds that when we do a laning on a day. That is not otherwise a laning day, namely not a Monday or a Thursday. We don't lane three aliyahs, we only lane two. Either way, it's you to the Shmuel. This did pose a problem for Shmuel because Shmuel said that Shavu that you can't do anything even after Tishabav. So if Tishabav is on a Tuesday, you can't even do laundry on Thursday or Friday, even though Tishabav passed already. It's your Aleph, it's your Bays, but it's still the same week, not allowed. That's a Machlokas, uh, seemingly in the Tanoim, says the Gemara, Amar Lach Shmuel, you can't really argue against me because Tanoihi. There's a big Brysa here that we're going to see with three Shitas, and then we're going to wrap up in how we Paskin. And and we're going to call it a day. Says the Gemara, eight, nine lines from the bottom to Tanya, the Bryceri, Tisha of Shechalios B'Shabes, or Bechain, Erev Tisha of Shechalios B'Shabes, and one of these two days when Tisha falls out on Shabbos, or if Erev Tisha is on Shabbos, Ochev Shosa Kol Tzorcho, we eat on Shabbos, of course, because it's a Nidche, we push the fast off. You're allowed to have a huge suda, no problem at all. Meir says, no laundry until Rosh Chodesh. That's Shita number one. Shita number two, that's Shmuel. Shmuel said that even after the day of Tishabab, you're not allowed to do laundry, and it applies the whole month. The whole month of Av, you're not allowed to do laundry. Got to stock up. No, it's only limited that particular week. And then that is Bryson number one. Another Bryson with very, very similar sheetahs. We're four lines from the bottom on Chavtesim. The Bryson writes, the Noeg, 
We have a veilus from Rosh Chodesh until the fast day, till the ninth of Avdivi Reb Meir. Reb Yehuda Omer Kol Chodesh Kulas. He says the whole month is usher, similar to the last price. So Rosh Bag Omer Eno Usher Ela Osa Shabbos Bilvad. Only that particular week. So we see two prices in a row that are very similar. Now, how did all of these people get their shitas? We have one that says just just this week, one that says just this month. How do we figure all this out? So Rav Yochanan explains to us how each person got their shita. Two lines from the bottom of Tesem and Rav Yochanan. They, the three of them, Rav Meir, Rav Yossi, and Rav Yehuda, they all understood from one pasuk. They, what was the pasuk? The pasuk, the pasuk reads, Vishpati kol misosa chaga chodsha v'shabata v'chol moada. That's what the pasuk reads. Man damar meir shchodesh ve'ad tainus. The one who says that's Rav Meir that it's only up until the tainus. What does he say? He says that he focuses on the word mechagah. That's only talking about the Chag itself. Fine. And that's what Rashi says, talking about Rosh Chodesh. Rashi, top of the page on Lamed Amad Aleph, says, Klamar Yalif Taimah Min Chag, the Hainu Rosh Chodesh, and Ikra Chag. Uman, the Amar, top line of the Gemara, Kol HaChodesh Aser, Kulo Aser, that's Mechodesha. That's the Shita in the Tanaim that bases their understanding on this word in the Pasuk of Chodesh. Uman, the Amar, Kol HaShabbos, Kula, Mishabbatah. The one who says it's only that week and not the month is Shabbos. Amar, Rava, how do we pask in Halachalamaisa when it comes to doing laundry? As it relates to Tisha B'av. so we have a double a double psak and lakula. Says the Gemara, Amar Rava Halacha Kirash Bag, and the Amar Rava Halacha Kirav Meir V'Tarvahu Lakula. We need to blend their two shitas together. Why and how does this work? Says the Gemara, four lines from the bottom, not hard. The Tzricha. We need both psakim. We need to say we hold like Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel, and we need to say that we hold like Rav Meir. The Tzricha. The Yeshmin Halacha Kirav Meir. If I would have said Halacha Kirav Meir, have a mina fi the Chodesh, I might have thought that it was only Shabbos from Rosh Chodesh and not from Shavuot Shach. Had I thought it was only Shuvah Shechalbo and onwards, then maybe that the prohibition would apply the entire month. And from here we see in our Gemara that we have a stringency during Shuvah Shechalbo specifically and narrowly that doesn't apply in the week prior and doesn't apply any time after. The only thing that we do is we say that until the fires went out on the middle of the tent, we have some akpadas about uh, eating meat and doing those kinds of things. Otherwise, this is the blend of the two tanoim out of the three, Rav Meir and Rashbag. That's how Rava Paskins. And we will stop right here, Mirta Shem, on Sunday night. We will pick up with Dav Lamed, wishing you all a beautiful night.